We are a double act, double taking on consumer insights based on speculation. We bust buzzwords and unlock insights from the latest academic papers and thought pieces. Think Twice is a snackable strategy podcast for the wide community of strategists. Think twice, brief once. Hi guys, welcome back to episode two of Think Twice, Brief Once. With Perla, Ronak and our amazing guest, Jess Geary, Senior Digital Media Director. Whoop whoop. She is 30 under 30 Media Week. She is a absolute beacon of light and joy and positivity uh, She's in her life. also a founder of her own business, Margot's. Would you like to tell us about that, <laughs> Jess? Yes. Margot's is a, an emotional intelligence and mental health organisation from uh, run in 2016 until now. And we're helping women empower themselves and equip themselves to be the most amazing selves that they can be. We'll put the link in the notes. Thank you. She's incredible. Um, so, favourite thing about Jess is that I think she she really reminds me of Kristen Wiig from Bridesmaids. <laughs> she is this the scene in Bridesmaids. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. When Link she gets on the plane and she's really drunk and she's ready to party and she's also cussing at people and trying to get into first class. That is the wonderful Jessica Geary that we have with us right now. Um, she also has a very unconventional use of gorge. So we've seen many a, many a gorge media laydowns any in sitch, our time. Any person, any context, gorge, gorge, gorgey, gorge, gorge. This girl is also the perfect <laughs> mix of professional and fun, which is why we've had a cheeky bottle of wine before this podcast. And she's rubbed it off on us. <laughs> okay. Not the, 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 the professional, yeah, not, the, not the wine. Not the wine. <laughs> so, Ronak, right, what have you been up to uh, the last month? I've not seen you or spoken to you at all in the last month whatsoever. Like, what, what have what I have been, been up to? to? I went to your karaoke birthday. Oh yeah, I spoke to you then. Which is really fun. Perla got a bit too into it. Basically, Perla invited people to her birthday to watch her sing. They were invited to a gig. They were invited to a gig to watch her sing for two hours. (laughs) And it included You Are Beautiful, um, Uh, a few Ariana Grande songs. I don't actually remember those ones, but okay. You didn't remember You Are Beautiful by Anyway, um, yes, that was fun. Uh, Running this from our laptop, um, we've had a few technical difficulties, but I think we've got, I think we've got it. And I think we should say we're just doing this on QuickTime Player with literally no microphone, which is, like really good that you can just do that so easily so a little hot take or tip for other people who want to do it just explain the structure of the episode so good so the title of the episode is i sometimes feel like somebody's watching me <laughs> sorry you know that song which is like somebody's wow. watching me and i get in a privacy wow. i can't sing and um, it's fine i think we got the gist of what that was you um, all know the song guys they pretend not to know it that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying link in the notes link in the notes if you didn't know um, we, we asked you questions you answered them we had so many questions to sift through again oh my god guys stop asking questions it's just so boring uh, having to like go through them all like we're so we managed to demand. whistle it down to three questions and the media queen Jess will answer them now and as usual I say as usual we've only had one episode before we're going to mention the, the papers and the sources and we're going to cite them in the notes as well 
Okay, so first question. Do you think Siri slash other voice recognition software are listening to us from at Emily Rebecca Thompson? So do you think people have a right to be worried or do you think this is a bit of a conspiracy theory like man on the moon? I don't think we do have reason to worry. I think every single voice technology has such different um, privacy rules, but they're all kind of tied together in the fact that there are, um, they're always scanning and always listening to those wait commands. So when you say, hey Alexa, or okay Google, for instance, they're always listening out for those. But I don't think there's any reason to worry. The, the fact is that there is one um, example, and there's always like a little bit of a loophole when it comes to technology. Yeah. There was one example of someone's uh, someone getting voice recordings sent to them from a different family. Oh my god! <laughs> there are, I mean, that's one example. I mean, there are a few out there, but there is examples of that happening. But there are, you know, there's um, human monitored um, sort of teams within um, Amazon and within Google, for instance, that look at sort of sample sizes. Yeah. And those sample sizes are anonymized, they're encrypted, and they're often their voices are changed. So they don't actually kind of, you know, they're not tracked back to any one person, but they're only used to kind of train the algorithms mm-hmm. themselves. So, um, no, there isn't really any reason to worry too much. I feel like there's too much onus on like that kind of scaremongering. I don't think there is too much because there is privacy policies in place for the big tech companies to kind of safeguard against any data leaks. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but playing devil's advocate slightly, mm. I kind of think those privacy policies have been put in place now because people were worried about it. So like maybe there does need to be that balance of like not everyone being like paranoid or worried, yeah. but sort of listening out for what these tech giants are doing. So they were called out for failing to make it clear in their privacy policy that they had mm. human contractors and that's why they've made it a little bit more clear. Do you think that tech giants need to be like a bit more transparent in what they're doing or absolutely yeah. and especially in this new emerging technology i feel like we're not uh, we don't put as much focus on the fact that it is so new mm-hmm. um because it feels like siri has been around for ages but it's still very new and it's still slow and it's still emerging but when um cambridge analytica came out for instance i think there was such a huge backlash against that um, that it was the first time we ever really put these kind of big tech giants who we have always trusted and we've always put our data into we're going to put them to the test in terms of well what are you tracking you know mm, what are yeah. you following um, this is actually you know semi scary for people so um, I feel like when it comes to voice tech of course we're going to be wary and especially after all of the kind of reports have come out um, you know, these, you know, there's, there has been some data leak in terms of voice. Yeah. We actually find that a lot more intimate than we would have yeah. putting in our birthday or our, you know, our, you know, Definitely. location, for instance. In the last um, two years, um, the surveys have come out from Mintel that actually it's people have rated security as one of the highest things that they find important from brands mm-hmm. rather than just convenience and security. Um, and a lot of contractors who were employed by Apple have come out and said that they've listened to people do drug deals, their medical details, and people have sex. So like, how would you guys feel if, for example, Siri recorded you have sex and someone you didn't know, like a random... I feel fantastic, <laughs> right now. I love it. Like a random human contractor who was just trying to prove the AI yeah. system listened to you. 
do you think like okay I wasn't no, it's a complete who I am. violation I think it's a complete violation yeah. well. but then I think everyone thinks differently and everyone's relationship with ethics and technology is different yeah. so yeah. some someone might be like yeah that's fine like listen to me do like really really personal things because you don't know who I am and it'll never, it won't technically be traced back to me and mm. potentially it's for like the greater good if you can say yes, that it's, if, yeah. if it's like improves the technology which I feel like is your opinion Jess well yes yes and and that but also I feel like there is such outrage for people when they buy willingly a listening device yeah okay something which is going to listen to them and they are outraged that it is listening to them (laughs) so I feel like there is such responsibility as well for everyone to understand and really equip themselves and empower themselves with exactly what this technology is capable of and also what this technology is going to do and it's also doing already yeah Um, the fact that we want these machines to listen to us and serve us in different ways which are more convenient to us with our voice for instance is you know very contradictory to the fact that mm. we don't like them listening to everything that we're doing but they're also not listening to everything that we're doing yeah. you know it's yeah. it's a real double-edged sword so um but this technology is emerging i don't think we have to put as much um weight on it as we do um or else you know with google glass for instance has such hype about it 3D TVs, for instance, you know, um, self-driving cars. And that could be a That's reality. That's a lot of that, bad press exactly, as well. Exactly, but that could be a reality for us. Yeah. But let's actually just focus on what we're capable with doing with that technology now, mm-hmm. and that you know we're capable of you know playing songs or turning the light on or setting a reminder or setting a timer. Yeah. Okay. So let's like not hugely blow it up. Um, so do we think they're like hearing but not listening? So if, if they say like, okay, Google or Siri or Alexa, then they would wake up yeah. and they potentially have those recordings to improve the AI. Yes. But they're not dormant when you don't say their name. It's a scanning technology. Yeah. It's a scanning for the wake command when you're like, yes, okay, this this is the thing that I'm going to listen to, which ignites all of these different, mm. you know, these different kind of decision trees in me but so is a server so a server is always on and listening that's what its job is and the service that we type into when we're like asos.com for instance always listening for that packet of html to serve out to you via your yes, translator which true. is a browser to break so just to break it, it down way. a bit for like people who are on yes in tune with like media lingo or on like brain boxes mm. like our Jess Geary. Like can you explain a little bit about like how that works, like how the server Some works? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> so a server is a, is a machine that is always on and listening. And it's always listening for a certain command. In the same way that voice technology is always scanning for a certain wake command, which is what we call it when Alexa wakes up. So hey Alexa, okay Google, for instance, hey Siri. But a server is something which is a, um, when you type into a search engine normally and search, I mean, it's a whole different podcast, but search the way that that's going to transform the voice 
um, environment and the voice architecture is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. But the way that we do it traditionally is that we normally type into Google or Bing or whatever search engine that you use. Bing, lol. Um, (laughs) Ask Jeeves. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old, honey. I'm not that old. Um, (laughs) When you type in ASOS.com, for instance, that server is always on and listening to that command. So when as soon as it receives that command... Mm-hmm. via translator which is your browser that's all it is, is a, a translator between different different technologies yeah. then it serves that packet of html back to you and it translates it via the browser into uh, pictures and text that we can understand so that's when you see the home page for instance so that's the server when it's always on and listening and it works exactly the same way as voice technology amazing that's really good to know um, I, I kind of see it as a bit like I'm happy to trade a bit of my privacy for convenience as long as I can adapt what that what that privacy is and have full transparency yeah. on, on, what they're, on, on what they're recording, if which you know, I think is getting like better and better cool. with time and more people are like sort of shouting out about it, the more they're adapting their privacy policy. So I feel like it's good. Yeah in the right direction in terms of that. Be more vocal about like what that actually means. Like we're taking this data from you in order to serve you this. Yeah. And a bit more explicit, especially for people that aren't marketers mm. who aren't as aware of, of, of what these brands and these big data companies are doing. And Google and Apple have actually stopped their human grading. So they've stopped listening for now. So they put a pause on it because of all the headlines and oh, really? people crying out about That's it. But just for now, and they'll obviously switch it back on. Well, they tell us when they switch it back on. I, th- I don't think they'll like do a big announcement because they're definitely going to do it again and adapt their privacy policies yeah. but um, we'll link out to a how to geek article on how to switch off Google, Microsoft and Amazon storing of listening to recording so you can like, actually adapt what you get yeah. out of your voice device and also how to request the, what data that these big companies have so that mm. the Facebooks, uh, Apple, Google all of those because you can actually request your data file not that that's it's that informative but we'll get onto that And for a couple more research papers papers on it, there's the Microsoft 2019 voice report, which says 41% of users report concerns around trust, privacy and passive listening. So obviously Emily Thompson's not alone. And also Foresight Factory says that based on current usage and interest, they predict that use of voice commands will rise to 42% by 2025 and usage was at 28% in 2018. So that's a big difference Mm -hmm. there. So moving on to question two. Oh, this one's good. Juicy. So this is from at Oliver Warren, 1993. <laughs> Thanks for your birthday. Um, Edward Snowden, heroic whistleblower or an attention seeker? You actually watched a really good Netflix film on this, didn't you? Yeah, right? but there cool. is good Netflix film. Well, it's a good like summary of it. Yeah. It's, it's just called Snowden. <laughs> and it's about it's point. just about him, how he worked at the NSA, and um, he just grew a bit disillusioned about what they were doing yeah. and felt like they knew too much about the the people in America essentially and were looking at everything, watching them, like listening to their voice recordings and felt like he had to expose what the government was doing. Um, and he actually considers himself to be a whistleblower um, during his interview 
in September 2019. He said he's a whistleblower as opposed to a leaker because a leaker only distributes information, information for, for their own personal gain. So he's yeah. a whistleblower because he does it for the greater good, which is kind of what he did. And I think he's he's quite heroic. Um, I know he's he's a bit of a hero to our Jess Geary over yeah, here. We, we want to know what your point of view is, Jess, expert. So, <laughs> expert. Um, so I actually, I, I really rate him as a person yeah. for being so brave as to kind of be the poster child of this. Um, if, we, if he wasn't, then we would not be having these conversations, I don't think, because we wouldn't know the full extent as to which... Um, governments were tracking us and the way that they use technology to kind of track and monitor you know and in terms of surveillance that's so huge um, and in terms of privacy as well I know he talks a lot about privacy versus security yeah and that those two aren't mutual values you can't have um, high privacy without high security and if you give away your privacy as we all do so easily as Ronnie mentioned mostly for convenience purposes, then we're giving away quite a lot of our mm. security. So, I mean, him as a person, I really rate. Do I rate necessarily what he's done in terms of, you know, I, do I believe in public security? Absolutely, yes. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's those two things are so um, in tension with each other, especially in this day and age of um, many whistleblowers, you know, The Great Hack is also a great um, documentary on Netflix as well, which is talking about Cambridge Analytica, which I've mentioned before. So that's yeah. a really good one to yeah, check out. But great. we're not being paid by Netflix. By no, that. we're not. No, we're not <laughs> sponsored by Netflix. But if they, those, you know, they're fantastic resources for yeah. anyone that's interested um, in this sort of area. And I think we all should be invested and interested in this area if we are giving away our data in an you know an okay google or in a you know web space as well so the guardian there's a guardian article on the nsa files that he leaked and they sort of decode them which i thought was really interesting Mm -hmm. so they kind of explain and have like a data graphic on it what like three degrees of separation would mean. So they, the NSA basically said that they could record and surveillance anyone with three degrees of separation, that, but that could be like an entire state. Oh God, what does that so mean, three degrees of separation? So it's like not, so a friend of a friend is two degrees of separation. Uh, okay. And then three degrees is a friend of a friend of a friend. Mm. But think about <laughs> oh how God. big that is. That, mm. that, yeah. That's like massive, basically. Don't so that that's, that's saying you can surveillance everyone. That's it. And Cambridge Analytica famously did that without consent as well. Yeah. But they did that through Facebook consent data. Great. Consent it's is gorge. important. It's gorge. And consent is gorge. <laughs> merch. Um, podcast merch. They did that through um, Facebook. So, you know, this is the thing. This is why um, data becomes important, because it involves you. And I feel like we all think it doesn't involve us, but when it either it's voice tech or it's social media or what have you, it all involves us, you know, as a, as a community. So true. Yeah. Please, can we get a tote bag that just says consent is gorge? Absolutely. I bet Florence think twice. already does that. I bet she has one. Yeah. If not... Moving on to the third question. So it's how good are brands really at using our online data? What's the scariest thing that they could do in theory and what do they do? And that's from at five foot one views, JP Lee. So I think what we should be talking about is what they actually have access to. I think the most alarming ones are location and address. 
relationship status, although I think we're past that because I think that, that goes back to when we were actually telling uh, social media networks like what our relationship status was. Too complicated for that these days. Uh, work status, income level and educational background. That's pretty scary. I don't really like that. Um, mm. Ethnicity and political beliefs. I think that's also, you know, if you're giving that information out. Are they kind of taking assumptions though? Because how would they know my ethnicity or political beliefs? Would it be like if you put it up there? If you put it up there on Facebook, you know, when it says, you know, what if you're uh, conservative, Mm. for example, you can write that. I don't know about ethnicity, actually. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean GDPR just in general, um, which is a a sort of some legislation within Europe makes it very difficult to do a lot of these things yeah. well. Uh, and I mean well, I mean like to do them at all, because I mean, <laughs> uh, relationship status, yes, fine. Uh, when it comes to income level, that's absolutely a no-go. Ethnicity is completely illegal. Yeah. Uh, political beliefs should be, but please watch uh, The Great Hack, uh, because you'll realize that it isn't actually that illegal. Oh um, work status also illegal, um, educational background illegal. So there's a ton of things which this legislation within Europe has made completely illegal for media people like myself to target people against. So we can't do things like um, gender orientation, sexual orientation, for instance. And these things fall within this public data. So Mm. we can find these things out. We put it on our LinkedIn profile. We put it on our LinkedIn, but also not only that, but we can infer it from your behavior online. So even if you didn't explicitly say your work status from what you Google, um, oh in terms of search terms that you might find, you know, you know, you're looking how for jobs, how yeah. to interview, yeah. we can infer that you are that, you know, you are in that status, mm, and terrifying. it's completely, completely these days not okay to target against that. Yeah, I, I do think it's weird because you often hear, like, for example targeting um, pregnant women mm. for things. Yeah. And then like, since yeah. my, like, my sister's pregnant at the moment, yeah. and then oh, that's <laughs> and that's when it became like quite real. Cause yeah. I was like, oh, that's that's actually quite weird. Because yeah. not that she's like vulnerable, but she's pregnant. Yeah. And then like, it just came, it became a little bit weird, like, oh, they'd that. be like targeting against with her. And it's like, yeah. oh, should they actually know that? Like, I don't think- well, Jess has got that age old media placement uh, story about the girl that didn't know she was pregnant until she got the ads. It's yeah. a classic, and it's actually she didn't know. Her parents got informed. So basically, this is such a classic in media. We can't physically do this anymore. But the amount of data that we have on people is scary. And if you think about the way that we search, for instance, is probably it's on your list of one of the most scary things that we have. Such I say scary, data. I mean, I'm doing um, air quotes. Yeah, if you can it's, see it's scary, it's, yes, it's scary, it's exploitative, yes. But when we're talking about voice technology, all we have is search. Yeah. Because that's all we're doing with our voices is exactly the type of behavior that we do in search. Mm-hmm. Um, but with voice, we're, we're so limited, but also, you know, the cadence that we're speaking within, um, the different environments, people in the background, like we don't know the amount of data yeah. points that are being gathered and used against. I mean, how many people have been targeted with an ad on Instagram that we've been speaking about. Yeah, oh, so all the time. Brand, yes, it all is the time. Scary. It's scary, but then we just don't know as media people. There is such a black box when it comes to how Facebook's algorithm targets. We can do it in terms of you know like geolocation and 
yeah. behavior and interest. In terms of boys, we don't know that how they get to behavior and interest yet. And it could well be some of the voice technology which is in there. So in terms of, of you know it being scary or worrying, yes. But also it's always evolving, so we just don't know how it's evolving. There, there is an element of what's the difference. Like, oh, you, you've just you've you've sort of said a term mm. of like I need a job, but what if you? Why is that different from searching? Because people don't know it. When we're not as accustomed to yeah. it, it's all about intention. Yeah, but it, maybe well. maybe it's like an element of people getting used to it. It's actually just a different way that people but search for things. If it's helpful, absolutely. Yeah. If it's creepy, there is such a borderline. And, and in I media. think like what we're learning is that people have a different relationship and boundaries with technology. Like mm-hmm. I feel like Jess is a lot more comfortable with it and perhaps me and we're more comfortable with it than the the, I think that than the average we are but it it does feel like every person has a different relationship with it and I think every person should be able to adapt their relationship with their voice technology and that's what those like yeah that's what those technology giants should like sort of recognise and adapt to yeah well people really don't trust um, us advertisers (laughs) in a survey on social media today um, when they were asked who practices integrity, uh, they rated advertising and marketing as having just four percent integrity. That's underneath the pharmaceutical industry, which is rated nine percent. Mm. Sad, sad, and also not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, moving on, what's next for us, podcast peeps? Mm. Well, I've got some news. <sighs> Just a moment of silence. I felt bad for just jumping in there. We would do a moment of silence, but not ready for this yet. I am uh, leaving for a few months. Violin, please. Violin, get it out. Uh, (laughs) I'm leaving for a few months. I'm going traveling. I'm going to South America. Classic. Um, (laughs) She's going on a gap year. (laughs) No, it's not a gap year. It's like gap months. Yeah. Um, But you know, but worry not. We're going to record some episodes uh, before I leave. Before you'll start worrying. Worry not. Stop worrying. I know you're worrying. Stop Stop worrying. Leave it. Um, But we also are going to go on a little like um, Christmas break in December anyway. Um, and come back in January. So again, worry not. We'll be back. We'll, we'll be have back. A couple more episodes before that. And uh, our next episode is going to be about marketing and gaming yep, with yep. a fabulous guest speaker, which will be revealed. In so we have. We, we now have this tradition. <laughs> well, I've literally just made up this tradition, but we, me and Perla, have to say think twice, and you have to say brief once. Okay. So one, two, three. Think, think twice. twice. Brief once. Woo! Woo!